It's hard being a mouth breather. I would know. Hmm, that seems high. 321.5. Uh, See, listener, uh, Jason Wheeler, a.k.a. Jason Wheatley, does a lot of talking to himself before we even begin. <laughs> Can't imagine what he does at the house when no one's around. I do. That's entire conversation. I do the same thing when they're around as when there's no one. No one else is talking to me. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. You ready to start? I think I am. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey there. Uh, welcome to another episode of Yolitics. I am, I'm really excited about this one. This is the one that I really look forward to every year because this topic just ticks me off. Yes. I understand it. I get it. But it just really chaps my back end to have to to have to deal with this every year. It's a podcast. You can guys. use more forceful language than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But my boss occasionally listens to this. <laughs> and, you know, she heard one time when I said, you know, we're going to have a uh, a little splash of whiskey or scotch instead. And she uh, yeah, I got an email. She said, absolutely not. You got a hand we're slap. Beer. We're sticking with beer. So what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking an old one today. Uh, I went to the back of the refrigerator. Light or what do you have? Uh, well, it's, 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 it's a revolver blood and honey. Uh, and it's in a bottle this time, not a can, uh, because I had to go to the back of the refrigerator because I ran out uh, for this one. Well, this thing's been in there for probably about six or seven years. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what's the born on date? On that <laughs> I, one, man? I think it's, I think it's so old. Best used by two thousand nine. I think it's so old that that has now wiped off. You know, it's it's one of those. Uh, but you know, it'll suffice for a podcast. Who knows? Maybe it's it's like wine. You know, maybe it's gotten better with age. We don't know. I doubt it. Go ahead and take a swig. Let me see this. All right. Go ahead and, yeah, <laughs> let's see let's how see sour this. the face is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, goes down just like vinegar. Uh, no, <sighs> you know what? It's uh, flat. It, it tastes a little bit flat. It's got bubbles, but it, it's tasting flat. Well, I'm glad you prepared for the podcast today because I have a lot of questions. I have a fresh beer. <laughs> what do you have in there? Yo, uh, yours is fresh, I, you say. It is. It's uh, Paleta de ma uh, Mango. 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 If you're going if, if to say Paleta so well, you might as well say Mango correctly. Well, I, I defer all of my translation in Spanish to you since you say Coyote so well. Uh, well, I, I'm, sure uh, you know what a paleta, I'm sure that you know what a Paleta de Mango is, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I had to ask our uh, Spanish-speaking producers. Oh, my gosh, that's uh, before, a, such an easy one. Hey, haven't you well, ever seen somebody pushing the little paletas cart around? Yeah, actually, uh, I bought I bought some paletas from for my kids this weekend walking around a lake. You just didn't know and, what you uh, were buying. No, I, I call them popsicles. Popsicles. Uh, un unfortunately... <laughs> Unfortunately, it's uh, you know Spanish is not a uh, a language I know very well. So, uh, but that would make sense why it has the the popsicle on the top. Yes, of it. this is from Rar and Sons Brewing Company. Uh, Rar and Sons is Fort Worth, right? Yes, and that sounds really yeah. good. That sounds really good yeah, and really right. fresh. I'll just uh, I'll keep enjoying my flat beer over here on the other side. Wow, that is good. Uh, so uh, I was expecting a little bit more forceful language from you today, Jason. Maybe after you have that paleta de mango, uh, you'll you'll let it out uh, because we're talking about the the, the appraisals again. Uh, they're they're going out again. It's that season, you know. We, we go through this every year. Uh, stop, stop saying appraisals, though. This is property no, tax. No, no, no. This is see. That's where the central appraisal district will like scream bloody murder because these are just the people who are going, hey, we're governed by a set of facts. We got to go out and appraise houses. That's what we're told to do. Here's how we do it. Uh, it's your local government entities that set the tax rate that goes with that appraisal to determine your property taxes. So it's the next step in the process that, that gets really tricky when they set those tax rates. Right now, they're just appraising the value of a home. Uh, and your your taxing entity could reduce the tax rate later so that Come your on. taxes don't go up. But we know Come that on, that Wheeler. doesn't happen. L listen, you're, you're a native Texan. I am. You're, you're a native Texan. I, I, I'm a transplant like all the original Texans are. Uh, and, and we know that does not happen. It doesn't. It, it rarely we, happens. Yeah. And, and so I'm sure you got the uh, the letter in the mail uh, telling you how much your uh, your estimated taxes will be. I haven't gotten mine yet. Uh, I, you haven't. Got yeah, yours? a lot of people haven't because a lot of these may not go out until, you know, sometime in May. And then generally you have about a month after that to to protest it. 
Well, so that's what this this episode is going to be all about. Uh, yeah. So um, so I put it out to the big counties uh, and, and just asked them like, hey, what are your numbers looking like right now? How many people stayed the same from last year? How many went down in, in appraised value and how many went up? Uh, most of them say, ah, it's too early for us to tell you that. Uh, but uh, Collin County, which is just due north of Dallas, it's the home of the Cowboys now. Uh, they um, th- they sent me some info on this. For 2021, they did 288,000 appraisals so far, okay? Um, maybe 9, 10, 12, 13, 15,000 of those went down. Uh, but you look at the increases and that accounts for, let's see, 150, 200, 200, about 240,000 uh, of the 288,000 went up. Some of them substantially. The biggest group of them, 105,000 of them went up 5 to 10% in value this year. Uh, 50,000 of them went up by more than 10%. So you're talking about substantial changes in the valuation of your house, which again, you multiply that valuation times the tax rate, and now you're looking at uh, higher property taxes. They say, though, that this is inescapable because of what our real estate market here in Texas has been doing, and that has been absolutely exploding. I just saw the latest numbers from the Texas A&M Research Center. A shout out to them because they keep so much data on hand. Uh, The median price for a house right now in Texas is $321,500. That's the median price. Mm. So as that just keeps going up and up and up, uh, so does your valuation and then eventually your property taxes. So the whole system is broken, in my opinion. I mean, it just this is unsustainable. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's outrageous. Every time I get a chance to talk to a state leader, I, I tell them I don't share personal views very often. But this is this is insane. I have a homestead exemption. If you live in an apartment, you are paying property taxes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rolled into your rent. If you wonder why your rent is going That's up. Right. Uh, this year, it's because of property taxes on that piece of dirt that your apartment is on just went up as well, too. So, so something has to be done. But in this episode, we're going to talk about what in the world you can do. If you haven't received the letter like Wheeler hasn't, or if you have like I have and your property taxes, again, your, your uh, you know, estimation, as Wheeler likes to point out, whether it, you know, it went up or not, mine did go up. So Collin County had 5% of them that went down, 83% of the uh, property values went up. When the property values go up, I guarantee you, your taxes are going to go up, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty, so, that's for sure. No, it's, it's not going to be pretty at all. So we have back on the line with us Chandler Crouch. He is a realtor in Tarrant County. But more than that, he's he's become <laughs> like super famous. He has. Uh, not because of Yolitics. I mean, he should have because of Yolitics, but not just because of Yolitics, <laughs> but because he has been given solid advice for free to anyone yeah. who wants to fight their appraisal. I've talked to this guy so many times uh, over the years. And the, the weird thing is, Jason, you, you know, just when you think you've got this process figured out, every time I talk to Chandler, I learn something new and go, ah, let me put that in my back pocket for the next time I decide right. to protest my uh, appraisal here. So if you've even thought about maybe trying to possibly protest, but you just don't know what to do or where to start or, or how it works, Listen to the rest of this podcast because this guy's just full of nuggets. So, Chandler, I, I have my uh, pen and pad out now here, too. <laughs> Let's start with the basic question. What do I need to do now? It depends on which county you live in. There are slightly different processes for each county. But the number one thing that you should do is just take your value notice, turn it over, fill the thing out and mail it in. And that satisfies the legal requirement of filing a protest. Then the next step is to complete the protest. And, and so you, you want to try to talk to the appraisal district to see if you can work out some kind of settlement informally, um, because a lot of times they're a lot more friendly in the informal phase. Mm-hmm. You can go in before your hearing and just talk to them and say, hey, can you guys reduce this? And you can even ask them for tips. Say, hey, well, I understand you can't reduce it. What tips do you have for me on how I can prepare for this hearing? And they will actually help give you tips. That's how no, I've learned. The, the president has been incredibly helpful to me to, to learn the system like that. Yeah, Don't I need uh, you know evidence to take in there to, to yep. show why my house is not worth what the, uh, the county says it is? 
Yep, you got it. There is a defensive approach and an offensive approach that I recommend taking. The defensive side is to ask the appraisal district for the evidence that they're going to use against you. And you get that evidence in advance. You can see which properties they're comparing against yours. You can drive around and go look at those properties, take pictures of them, and, and bring reasoning to the table, uh, documented re- like photos of the houses saying, hey, this house doesn't compare to mine. You shouldn't be comparing it. Shouldn't be on here. Uh, that's the defensive side. On the offensive side, you want to try to uh, argue that the condition of your property isn't what they are saying it is. So document condition issues with photos or get uh, estimates from contractors showing that your house is in need of repair or uh, and also get uh, comparable sales from a realtor, just showing what other types of sales there that, that, that you would suggest they use as evidence to support uh, a lower valuation for your home. You know, this sounds like a, a lot of work, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's your money. Uh, you know what yep. I mean? And and you might be saving yourself a huge chunk of money. So the work is well worth it. So Jason, get to work there uh, at your house. Um, but <laughs> it, you know, it's your money. It's almost like right on the money. It's almost close, like right on the money, there. but not quite. Not quite. Uh, but, you know, the, a lot of this stuff can be done online, too. And, you know, the, the Central Appraisal District is not the big bad guy. I mean, it's not the big bad wolf. You can work with these people. And a lot of times, a lot of this is seamless and it's online. And Chandler, I think a lot of people are so intimidated by this process that they just keep on, you know, just getting these uh, increases shoved down their throats. They don't do anything about it. It seems too hard to fight. But you've seen it over and over again. People are successful a lot. Absolutely. And in my view, I believe that the appraisal district is almost looking for an excuse to give you a reduction. They want you to be out of their life and happy and moving on. Uh, they just have rules to follow and they're human. You know, mm-hmm. they going in and being mad and crying, it, it's, it doesn't really give them the evidence that they need to mm-hmm. agree to a value so that you can get out of their hair. Uh, so I recommend you go in and you treat them nice and you, uh, you know, say nice things to them, but you also bring them the evidence that they need to agree to a reduction. But you're right. I mean, the the whole problem with the system is it's complicated. There's no great way to learn how to do this. And uh, and it takes a lot of time to to figure it out. So, you know, just walking in and talking to them is, is a great first start. How bad do you think it's going to be this year after the pandemic kind of slowed things down last year? Well, it's kind of a mixed bag. Right now, I can say that the folks that we've represented haven't seen as much of an increase as I thought that they were going to see. Only about a third of people actually had values that increased, which was shocking to me. But the people that haven't protested have seen values increase significantly. Um, And so the reason for that is because there's a a new law that was passed last legislative session that created a higher bar for the burden of proof for the appraisal district to Hmm. raise values. If you, if you, if you have won a a protest recently. So, Hmm. um, you know, it's kind of mixed, but I, I was, I was fearing the worst and it wasn't as quite as bad as I thought it was going well, to be. Well, that, that new law then is one more reason that you should protest it because then they have a harder time continuing to to raise it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't make me look as good because when you have a, a astronomical value, then I can go in and really chop the chop the value in half or do something really spectacular. It, it makes me look good, but I don't care. It's not about me. It's about you know helping people save money, and I'm actually really relieved to see that people aren't being put in quite as bad of a position as they could have been. Although it's hard to say anything positive in the midst of all this, because when you get a property tax value notice and, and you know that your value, that the amount of money you're actually going to pay is just off the charts, then it's, it's difficult to celebrate. It's just that it, it isn't as bad as it could be for most people. Well, Chandler, help us save money, man. I've been looking forward to this podcast because <laughs> I, I picked your brain last year in this podcast and here we are again. And my, my value went up like $1,000, like 10%, I think, something like that. It, 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 it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I'm curious specifically about the winter storm. Mm. Can, can I, you know, I lost landscaping. Fortunately, I didn't lose, uh, you know, any any sheetrock because of burst pipes. But, I, you know, there are plenty of people out there who did. Can, can you know, can you deduct any of those or try to deduct any of those um, Absolutely. To, you know, to get that written off? Yep, absolutely. Um, there, there are two different avenues you can go down. The first avenue would be the best for you, but it would, I mean, you know, as far as a property tax reduction, but it, you'd have to be in a pretty bad situation to qualify. So uh, uh, Governor Abbott 
passed a bill or whatever. I get maybe it was an executive order. I'm not sure, but it, it uh, opened up a property, a, a, a natural disaster exemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that was last legislative session. Anyway, so if you've had um, if you've had damage to your property that totals 15 percent or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, affecting your property value on on the level of 15% or more, then you qualify for this uh, natural disaster exemption. And Mm -hmm. you just prove it the same way you would prove the the condition issues if you were protesting under a normal basis. Um, But the the deadline to get that filed is the end of May. And so um, if that's that's a high bar, 15%. It is. That's quite a bit. That's why I was saying, you know, it's it's you don't want to be in that position. But if you <laughs> are, it's it's good that it's here. Yeah, it's a high bar uh, unless you had pipes bursting your ceiling and then you think, oh, I can I can hit that 15 percent because the damage is everywhere. Uh, yeah. Chandler, for people who aren't familiar with you, you're a realtor. You're in Tarrant County, uh, Fort Worth. Um, and basically for several years now, you have been doing this service and you've gone viral all over the Internet telling people how to, uh, you know, protest their property tax appraisals. And you've actually actually been doing this thing where you have a website set up. It's almost automatic. People put their information in and you let them know you, you help them through the process of protesting their valuation. Um, and I'm curious, how many of those did you do last year? Last year was right at 20,000. And, <sighs> uh, yeah, it's, it's too much. I, you know, yeah. I'm happy to help and, uh, going viral, you know, it's, it, it's really cool to have a video that gets watched a bunch of times, but I just wish that the the issue wasn't here. I'd rather go viral for, uh, you know, like, I don't know, goofy, goofy cat videos or something like that. It's just, but I'm, I'm happy to help. The, the system is messed up. The system's broken. It needs to change. And so I'm actually trying to solve the, the whole problem because I, I'd rather not be doing this. Um, I'd rather be selling more houses and helping, helping in other ways. Because yeah. it's the same old dance every year. Every yep. year. Well, yep, well let's talk about the system for a moment because you were down in Austin uh, several days ago testifying in support of a House bill. It's House Bill 2311 for you uh, legislative folks who want to follow along. And the idea for this one is to reduce the uh, potential appraisal increase to just 5% if you have a homestead exemption on your property uh, and no more than 10% annually. Still, those numbers are insane. I mean, 5% is great, but 10% annually? I mean, come on. Well, so it, 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 it would be 5% if you have a homestead exemption, and that is annually. Um, and, and it would be 10% if you don't have a homestead exemption. Okay. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's still a huge number. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people since then that says five is that we we're shooting too high for that. Five is too much. We should shoot for 3% or 2% or zero. I mean, zero would be ideal. Right. But the, we're still going to have to pay taxes. That tax revenue doesn't just disappear. That There's a need for it that has to be fulfilled, and, it, and it's going to come out of your pocket, whether you like it or not. Um, I, I just feel like a, a change like that would help make sure that the that that it's uh, who's paying is a little bit more fair. And so that's the well, idea. Let me ask you this, Chandler. You, you were testifying in support of this bill. It's introduced mm-hmm. by Republicans, but it's still just sitting in committee, and, and the clock is ticking on the legislative session, like a month left. Is this going to move? You know, uh, Representative Krauss is the is the representative that wrote the bill. And uh, and it's, it, you know, honestly, this is an issue that is bipartisan. We had just as many Democrats in the room supporting it as Republicans. It doesn't matter. Um, but and he was optimistic about the uh, ability to get out of the committee. But the, the legislative process has a lot of hurdles. And, and oh. I, I'm not real optimistic that it's going to get passed, unfortunately. But at least we're getting the conversation started. We're going to be in a worse position next legislative session. Well, I bet we'll get something done then. But who knows? I, I mean, Representative Krause is doing a great job and he's getting support behind different bills. And so I, I'm, I'm optimistic that something might happen, but I, I hope it's soon. It's tough to get movement on things like this, but you know what helps is when enough people who are, let's say, listening to this podcast, pick up their phones and get on their emails and start uh, giving messages to their representatives there in Austin. Um, so, you know, just to back up for a second here, because I know so many people have moved here to Texas in the past several years. That's been a huge story about how many you know people have been relocating. Chandler, how important is it for people to get that homestead exemption? If you don't know what that is and you've been in your house since January 1st of this year, you qualify for it and it's huge. Absolutely. It's 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 huge. Without the homestead exemption, your property tax value can double. 
and it's perfectly legal. So you have to get this protection in place to make sure that you and your family are protected and it limits the increase to 10% per year and there are other benefits as well. So it's it, it, it's it's vital to get that in place. And just to be clear here, let's say you're in your home since January 1st of this year, you didn't fill that out yet, you haven't gotten the homestead exemption, it's still not too late to get the homestead exemption and have it applied to this year. In fact, I've heard of instances where if you sweet talk to people at the central appraisal district enough, they'll make it retroactive even beyond that for, let's say, last year. That's actually in the statutes. So, you know, you have to make the request, though. That's exactly right. And the appraisal district, everything that they do is based off of the the policies and procedures and regulations that they have to to follow. And so sometimes they'll... um, get a bad rap for for you know implementing certain policies but it's not really their their responsibility but you're right it's in the statute that if you file a homestead exemption right now saying that you lived in the home as your primary residence for the past couple of years then it can be uh, retroactively applied and you can actually get a check in the mail from the tax assessor i've seen mm. it a number of times and man it's a uh, you can turn this this season into into good news. It's almost like you know you get a check in the mail from your tax guy. It's uh, that's a change that that you know it'd be be awesome. Chandler, uh, the other question I have too. I have a whole list of questions. When when Jason <laughs> set this podcast up, it's like, dude, I have a question after question here. <laughs> um, but here's one that probably a lot of us are are in. My my neighbor just sold their house in this red hot real estate market, and they sold it for almost twice the amount that I purchased mine for just five years ago. How much is that going to impact my taxes? Well, it depends on when they sold it, but in the scheme of things, it, that's what's driving our values from climbing so much is people coming in and buying houses and paying out the nose. And now we have this supply issue. So, you know, home pricing is just a function of supply and demand. And right now we have low supply and demand is high. So it's forcing prices up. Um, so this year, the value notice you get this year is based on home sales from January 1st to uh, 2020 through just about March 31st of 2021. Okay. Mm. So that's the window that they're primarily looking at. They can go outside of that if they don't have enough evidence or enough sales, but that's that's what they're looking at. And, and so that's a tip you can give to your realtor if you're trying to get some comps from realtors. Say, hey, don't just give me the past 30 days or six months. Go all the way back to January 1st, 2020. That's something that most people don't know. Um, but yeah, if those sales are on the books that show that somebody came and paid some astronomical price for a house, then you better believe the appraisal district is using that as evidence against you. And you know what? They don't, it, that's just, it's because it's a fact, it's a data point and you have to contend with that. You have to figure out how you're going to uh, address that or cancel it out with some opposing data. And, and that's what makes this a challenging process as well. Yeah, that's where it really comes back to bite us that this real estate market is so hot is that it starts to cost you like this. Uh, Chandler, this is, I mean, let's call this what it is. But, you know, a, a lot of people who, who've just recently moved here uh, may not be aware of this, but this is the biggest hidden tax increase every year over and over and over again. Yes, your taxing entity says, hey, we're leaving the tax rate the same. We're, we, we haven't raised the tax rate at all. You don't need to raise the tax rate because the value on my property is going up so much every year that you're still making more even if you leave the tax rate the same because it all comes down to the appraised value times the tax rate equals how much you pay in property taxes. So if one of those things is going way up, you don't need to adjust the tax rate and you're still making making hand over fist money here off of me. Yep. I could talk for about an hour solid about what you just said. It just drives me crazy. Right now, we're in this election period where I'm seeing city council people or school board people or whoever, they're uh, mayor candidates talking about property taxes, and they're using these political tricks, these political games to try and confuse people to make us think that they've done something good for property taxes. Hmm. But me and you know, and everybody listening to us knows, whenever they write their monthly payment check or whenever they write the check to, to pay their taxes, that it keeps going up and up and up. And uh, and and the, the politicians are just playing games. They're passing the buck and they're trying, they're not taking responsibility. But what you said is absolutely true. The equation for property taxes is a little bit more complex than just your property value or just the tax rate. It's Rate times value equals your tax bill. Now, here's the thing that nobody wants to own right now in this political season. You've got just imagine the the equation. 
uh, value times rate equals bill. Okay. On the right side of the equation, the bill side is, is where you can place a lot of the responsibility. The bill side is, is determined before the tax rate is determined. So mm. what the bill is, the, and the person in charge, the entity in charge of the bill side, the, 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 the amount that the equation has to equal is the taxing entity itself. So it's the cities and the school districts, they come up with their budget, and then they have to figure out what math problem, what value, and what mm. rate they need to charge in order to satisfy that amount. So it's backwards. And it's backwards. And it's and it all comes down to the spending that occurs in your school district, in your county, and in your city. That's what drives this whole process. If they didn't spend as much money, the fact that your property's going up in value wouldn't be a negative. It would just mm. be a positive. And and so that's where the the majority of the blame can be held. And, and it just drives me crazy to hear the games. And so you, you struck a nerve there. I are you gonna are you gonna run for office? Yeah. Geez. <laughs> come on. Chandler. I don't want to. You're gonna all. run for no. office. Are you gonna yeah, run for office? Office? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Hey, uh, what, <laughs> I'm the mayor what, what, of Tarrant County. I'm going to carve out my own position. <laughs> exactly. So what should I be doing? This? Should, I, should I call my school board rep and say, uh, you know, hey, are, are you uh, how much are you fighting to lower or at least maintain what it, the uh, existing budget is? Yep, that's exactly right. So there are okay. The the whole property tax issue, it's there are problems on about four different levels, and I can go through each of them. But the one we're talking about right now is at the city or at the school board. You they every year they have a budget meeting. Is towards it's in you know October ish, right? Right. Um, and you show up to that meeting. And you don't have to know a whole lot. You can just say, guys, you're spending too much money. I need you to figure out how to cut something out of this budget. It's unacceptable. My property taxes are going up too much. Mm. And uh, and that's that's show up in force. Get your get your neighbors and show up to those meetings. And that's the best thing that you can do to keep the property taxes down in general. Let me let me pause for a second and mention there is a new website that you'll find on your uh, uh, property value notice that's. Um, uh, I've got a notice right over here. If you bear with me, I can grab it real quick. Yeah, grab yeah, it. Grab right, it. We want to hear this. It, it, while, while you get it, we're going to play one of uh, Wheeler's TikTok videos. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> That's worth this whole thing. Just to see what's going on. All right. So uh, if you go to TarrantTaxInfo.com, that's where you'll find the Tarrant County information. Uh, that I mean, they list all sorts of good stuff on there. Um, Dallas County has their own website. It's probably uh, DallasTaxInfo.com. I'm really not sure. I don't want to say a, a web yeah. address without knowing for sure. But what is there county, though? It's it's a new website that is mandated by law for the appraisal district to maintain all the all the taxing entities, the cities and the schools, they report information to it. And one of the pieces of information that they report to it is when those budget meetings are and exactly mm. how much each taxing entity is sticking in their pocket um, out of your property tax bill. And uh, so, that, you know, that's, a, that's a lot of people. Resource. A lot of people don't go to the budget meetings, though. Yeah. No, you, you'll see two or three people in attendance oh, at these yeah. budget meetings when the budget's being passed and millions of dollars are being spent and nobody's speaking up going, wait. I pay taxes. This is too much. And it's like a shell game. You know, you don't, you have the politicians wanting you, you know, they jingle the keys over here and say, Hey, look over here at your property value. It's their problem. And then they'll go have their budget meeting a few months later. And, you know, and then, and and the appraisal district is saying, Hey, you guys got to go talk to them. And it, you know, it's, it's just a mess. That's why it's four different levels that you have issues with. And, and that, that's just two of them. So. so one of our colleagues the other day uh, gave you a call, Kevin Reese at WFAA and, and did a, a quick little news story. Um, but I think you mentioned to him that, that people are calling you pretty emotional this year when they're opening their envelopes, huh? Absolutely. We get people just today, somebody crying, calling on the phone, crying. I mean, just they have they have no answers. They have no idea. They know that they're they're going to get stuck with a huge tax bill, and they know they can't afford it because they're they've got they're they're paying the maximum that they could pay right now. Mm. And really, it's heartbreaking. It's 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 tragic. And man, I mean, this is yolitics. This is all about Texas, right? And 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 we're independent people and have an independent kind of uh, you know power to the citizen uh, kind of kind of uh, vibe here. And and when you have this. Uh, 
we, we live in a place where we're supposed to be able to pursue life, liberty, and property, but the government's taxing people out of their homes. Um, it, it's There's a crisis and, it, you know, it, it, it's something that uh, it's just tragic to watch. So, you know, yeah. I, uh, I, another real estate buddy of mine, Ben Lauer in mm -hmm. Dallas, I know you've uh, worked with him and he actually does these free protests on the Dallas side in Dallas County. Uh, he just recounted a story to me the other day about a woman who lived in his neighborhood who was an uh, elderly woman, had lived in that house since the 60s, had paid it off long ago. And she ended up having to move because her tax bill was more than the payment for her initial mortgage each month was way back when she, she was priced out of her home. The taxes yeah. priced her out of her home. That, but that's probably not an unusual story to you. It's not. Here's what happens. Somebody buys a house within their means. They make a conservative decision to buy a house. Then uh, people come in and buy houses around them. They fix them up and they sell them for, for, you know, top dollar. And so the person that's staying there, their, their home is their, their tax value is based on the sales of all the houses around them. And so their tax bill just goes up and up and up and they get taxed out of their home. Mm. And so it's, it's a problem. I mean, we all want to see our neighborhoods increase in value. We want to see our, uh, we want to have great schools. We want to have all the good things that come with uh, living in a nice area. We just want to be able to afford the house that we bought and not, mm. not get forced out of it by taxes. So Chandler, what's the legislative solution then? Because, you know, there, there aren't a lot of pots to go from to, to, to keep the, you know, governments running here. Is it, you know, no one wants an income tax, Consumption tax, property tax. There aren't a lot of places to go, really. Are there? Uh, there it, it's a tough. Um, it's tough to come up with a solution. I've got all sorts of ideas. I, I, I wrote about. Lay them uh, on us, I, man. Lay them on us. Well, I've got <laughs> <laughs> this year. I, I had a video that I put out. It's called uh, 14 tax warts that need to be removed" or something like <laughs> I that. I love it. <laughs> and uh, what it is is just an inside look at the different problems in the taxing system from a very technical standpoint, understanding the property tax code and where the issues are. Um, instead of just having an emotional response and saying it's all the appraisal district's fault or it's all the politicians' fault or something like that, just looking at where the sticking points are and trying to figure out how what levers need to be pulled to, to make a, a bigger difference. And I can give you um, a bunch of different ideas, but I'll say this, um, the, the bills that are, that are filed this year that uh, Representative Krauss, he consulted with our office and he went and wrote bills based on the suggestions in that video. Hmm. Um, one of them uh, improves how the board of directors at the appraisal district are voted in right now, the, the system to vote in the, Board of Directors at the Appraisal District is a rigged voting system. It's messed mm. up. And uh, this would straighten that out. One mm. bill would. The other bill that we just talked about would be uh, to cap the annual increase at 5% per year for homesteads or cap it at 10% per year if it doesn't have a homestead. That would be a major solution. And then the final bill um, is a bill that uh, affects something that nobody knows about. Hmm. There are the, the state comptroller does an audit uh, on the appraisal district on a routine basis. And the audit basically incentivizes and forces the appraisal district to artificially inflate values. Hmm. And, and it's because they have like th that lady who bought her house a long time with the example we were using. What, it, what happens is that audit requires her, her, the value of her home to be within 3% of the homes that recently sold. Okay. That's not fair at all. And the appraisal district has, if they're doing their job and obeying the law, they have to increase the value of that lady's home. And it's not right. One of the bills would, would fix that. And I mean, I could just go into detail, but the, if those things were, if those levers were pulled and those bills got passed, I believe that the property tax system that we have right now would be able to be sustainable long-term. Hmm. I have a moral objection to property taxes, but- You and I, me both, man. Yeah, but but I don't know. I have not heard a, a good solution that, that I could stand behind. I like the idea of a consumption tax until I start thinking about what kind of consequences we're going to have with that. I mean, mm -hmm. I- yeah, an income tax actually makes sense, but there's no way I would support that because that's one one thing that makes Texas great. And so, 
you know, it's just a tough spot for, for now. Um, I, I just, I just pay attention to the thing that I really know and, and trying to solve the problems that I can really understand. It's not theoretical. These are sticking points that need to be smoothed out. And, and so those are the changes that I'm pushing for. Yeah. There's another bill at the ledge that you left out. I think it's representative right behind this one, which would essentially yep. abolish the property tax system and create a consumption tax. I don't know if that has a snowball's chance in hell of, uh, of being passed here in, in Texas. It sounds, you know, like it might be asking too much uh, of legislators. Um, I want to ask you real quick. Uh, a lot of people are in these neighborhoods like Jason Whiteley, you know, in these Tony neighborhoods where houses are selling for a mint uh, right now. And, uh, you know, and you like it, you know, you, you like it in a lot of ways because you go, hey, you know what? One day I'm going to pick up roots, too, and I want to sell for at least what that sold for, if not more. And there are people who say, oh, no, I don't want to protest my valuation here because then it's going to make my home less valuable. It's two separate systems. The market determines how much your home is going to sell for, not the tax appraiser. That's exactly right. I've got a video on that, too. Uh, and I can actually make the case where protesting your property tax value can help you sell your house for more. Hmm. Because whenever a buyer comes in, if they're financing the home, then their loan officer is going to determine their debt to income ratio. It's just a fancy word for, you know, just figuring out how much they can afford to pay for the house. And if they don't have to pay as much in property tax, then mm -hmm. they can afford more. So uh, no appraiser on earth, no realtor on earth is going to uh, see the appraisal district valuation number as accurate enough to, to, to base any decision on. And uh, I mean, look at us, we're sitting here talking about how flawed that number is, you know, it, it, it already. And yeah, I mean, it just, it doesn't play a role in a real estate transaction at all. So you, you want your value to go up. Um, you know, you yeah, just the, don't want to have to pay taxes on it. Thing that kills me, Chandler, is that, you know, I, I have, like a lot of people, I presume, I have no intention of leaving my house. So when they talk about, you know, they say that, well, this is what your house is worth if you were to sell it. Well, I'm, I'm not going to sell it. Mm -hmm. I'm not moving. And yep. I, I want it to be based on what I just, what my mortgage is and what I just paid for it uh, a few years ago. I'm not moving. So, uh, you know, that it's, that drives me crazy that that's always the, uh, you know, the, the argument. I understand that. Uh, but the one thing that, that I did, we may have discussed last year that um, the, I think you may have told me about this, Chandler, is I went back into my uh, to fight my property tax uh, one year. I went back into my um, inspection report. And, you know, the inspectors find everything that's wrong. So you may not, you know, you may walk right by something that uh, your wife wants painted or, you know, whatever. Um, but the inspection report has all kinds of little problems wrong with your house. Now, you know, probably not Wheeler's house. He has an entire staff of people who take care of his house. <laughs> yeah, me and me. Um, yeah, but that's a good place to look. It, it was for me, at least, on, on little things that need to be done that you can show as, as evidence. And I use that inspection report uh, and attached, you know, a screenshot of those uh, of those things uh, that need to be fixed as evidence. So that was one thing that I did. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of other ideas. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the inspection report, I mean, it, it might cost you 500 bucks to get an inspection and you just have to weigh that against how much money you might end up saving by property condition issues. I would say if you're walking through your home and you're seeing issues, then it's probably worth your time to document those issues. And if you're not seeing them, then you probably don't have anything major enough that an inspector is going to find that's going to that the appraisal district would see as legitimate to fix. And then still, the appraisal district is going to need to assign a value to all the condition issues that you're presenting to them. And you, you need to help give them some data to assign the value that you want. So the inspection report itself won't do the trick. I, I think if you have that on hand, if you purchased your house recently, especially within the past maybe two years or so, then you might as well provide that. But I wouldn't stop there. And I don't know that I would I would go out and get one unless, unless you were pretty certain that you, you were going to recoup that money. Yeah. So th this is from the sale of my house that I still had, uh, uh, the purchase of my house rather. But you're, you're saying that in, in addition to that, that I still have sitting around that I paid 300 bucks for when I bought the house. Um, I, I should also have maybe a roofer say, well, it would cost you X amount to replace the roof that you need on your house. I, I need that additional evidence is what you're saying, huh? Yep. You got it. Now I would say this, if you recently purchased your house, then the best evidence you can cough up would be the settlement statement from your closing showing what you bought the house for. And then actually the repair issues won't 
bear any weight at all no. because they're going to say, well, you bought the house in that condition. Therefore, we have an established value on what your home would be, you know, in the condition that you're presenting. So send that in. And, and that's, that's usually an easy, an easy win. Um, but yeah, if you, if, if you don't, if you haven't purchased your house recently, then I highly recommend calling contractors and you just, some of them have a trip charge that they'll, they'll charge. Um, and some of them won't electrician's going to probably charge you 50 bucks. A plumber will charge you a little something. Roofer will go out there for free. Foundation company will go out for free. Um, and you know, get that stuff. But then, you know, that, this is where the system really has a problem because people, good people don't want to call out a roofer if they actually have no intentions of getting a roof replaced. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough thing. I would just be straight up with the roofer right up front and just say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. If you find enough issues with the roof and then, you know, maybe you can talk me into a new one, maybe if insurance will covered or something like that. But my, my, my true intention is just to get this for my tax appraisal. And uh, a lot of them will probably still be happy to help. Now, if you did get something fixed this year, though, Chandler, you may not necessarily want to pass that along to them. You know, like, hey, I upgraded my my water heater died and it was terrible, but I upgraded that and I had to spend the money on that because that's (laughs) going to actually make the case against you. It just depends on when the repair was done. Okay. Okay. The appraisal district is looking at what the condition of the property was in on January 1st, 2021. Mm. Okay. Okay. So if you got a repair on January 2nd or 3rd or 4th or 5th or March, you can you can bring that to the appraisal district and say, hey, look, I just completed this repair. Therefore, the issue existed on January 1st. Mm, okay. Now, if you have a paid invoice showing that the repair was completed before January 1st, then that's going to work against you and you don't want to show them that. <laughs> okay. Smart, so, smart wow. advice there. Chandler, we could talk to you for hours. We're probably going to have to have you back at some point. And, um, you know, one of these days, I, I didn't know that you were the legislative whisperer these days <laughs> and that lawmakers were actually coming in and saying, hey, what can we do to help fix this? And that you're kind of, you know, feeding them information as to what might help. But the day that you decide that you're going to do it yourself and run for office, you know where to announce it. Awesome. Well, you got it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I just know this. I've been down to Austin. I went down there and testified twice this year already. Um, uh, and uh, I look, I've just got to say, just having seen this with my own two eyes, uh, I can speak for Representative Krause, Matt Krause. He works so hard and they get paid like $7,000 a year. Mm. And, uh, and that guy, he, 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 he's asking me for a meeting. He says, Hey, look, you're protesting for 20,000 people. I want to know what the issues are. I told him the issues and he says, Hey, let's pick these three things. Cause those seem like the, mm. the small hinge that swings the big door. We'll file those bills. And he just put me in touch with his legislative council. And he, and he just said, look, just, we need to solve the problems. It's not a conservative or liberal thing. It's about, it's a human thing. It, it's there. He's fighting for everybody, no matter what. And I just can't, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative to be able to try and help solve the problem because we need a solution and uh if I ever lose my mind and run for office, I'll call you. <laughs> and again, <laughs> and again, sure you hit us up. But did, did you say that you, you were representing like 20,000 people or you filed uh, uh, um protests on yep. behalf of that many? Yep, it was about 20,000 this year. Um I, I mean, we've already had I don't know, 1700 sign up uh new Gosh. and so I don't I mean with the way the numbers are going I think we'll blow past 25,000. It might yeah. be 30. I don't and know. Yeah, it's crazy. Cuz we're we're early in the season here and I hate to tell you this Chandler but we are including a link uh in the description of this podcast uh so that you know for people who are in you have to be in Tarrant County for Chandler yep. to help you out here. Uh we'll also include a link for Ben Lauer who's doing this in Dallas County. Um beyond that I don't know who does this in different counties at least not for free. Well, I can tell you the people that do it for free tend to pick up the phone and call me and I, and I pay attention. I'm always on social media looking to see what's going on out there. I've only seen like three realtors actually doing as much. A lot of realtors will provide comps. And so mm-hmm. your realtor is one of your best assets in this whole thing. But if you're not in Tarrant County uh, and you're not in Dallas County, or even if you are and you don't, you, for whatever reason, you don't want to hire me or whatever, hire me for free, right? There are property <laughs> tax consultants out 
out there that do this for a living, they charge a fee, but I don't care. This is not about the cost of protesting. It's, it's, it's about making sure that you're doing the best thing you can for your family and, uh, and making sure you're not getting overtaxed. And it's a valuable thing. If you have to pay a little something uh, well, to get the right kind of help, it, it's well worth it. And Chandler, a lot of them don't collect unless they actually get something back for you. They take it out of the the money that they get back for you for for you essentially. So yep. you know, it's kind of a you know why not? Yeah, and and you just have to look at all the different services that people provide. There's a guy in Collin County that kind of has a do it yourself option. Uh, hmm. There are people that have a contingency fee where if you don't pay unless they save you something, and then there's flat fee options, and and you just have to be careful because. Um, First of all, I don't know that I would, well, I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody. I would say it depends on your situation. If you think that you are grossly overvalued, I don't think I would call one of the contingency people. I'd probably mm-hmm. call a flat fee, flat fee person because mm-hmm. that contingency fee ends up being really, really expensive in the end. Now, if you think you don't stand a snowball's chance of getting a, a reduction, then you, it's probably makes more sense to call the contingency person because you might not want to pay the flat fee. So it just depends on your unique situation. Uh, if you're in Tarrant County, then uh, I've got video. Well, the videos I've got will teach you how to do this on your own without anybody. Yep. And, and you are probably if you're going to take the time to figure this out on your own, then you stand to get a better reduction than anybody because you're I'm never going to go drive up and down your streets taking photos and doing ridiculous work like that. I mean, that's that's what it takes to be really successful. Nobody uh, will. Nobody will ever work harder for you than you will work for yourself. So uh, ChandlerCrouch.com. We're going to put that down in the uh, description as well. So for people who just want to educate and look at your videos and figure out how to do this on their own, they can do that. You got it. Chandler, I think since we've been talking to you, you've probably gotten like 10,000 more emails there. (laughs) So we should probably let you go. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys for covering this. If y'all ever have questions, happy to help. Thanks, man. So, Wheeler, uh, one of my favorite police shows or TV shows of all time, besides WFAA News, is also... uh, Peter Falk and Columbo, and his famous line was "Just one, just more, one thing. more thing." Yeah, and that's like you in a podcast, man. Now, I could talk to Chandler all day long, but uh, you know, I said goodbye like ten minutes ago. I know. And just, well, yeah, uh, you like know, I you, said, you had like five more. Questions. Like I said, though, you just with this guy, if you can just keep him talking for like another ninety seconds, some other little golden nugget is going to fall out of his mouth, and you're going to go, "Ah, I can use that. Yeah. That might actually save me some money." So, I, I do hope that uh, everybody got some good info there. I hope that like Whiteley, who's always prepared here, that you actually had like a notepad out and we're jotting down some notes as we went along because like, oh, there it is. You really do have one. Uh, I don't. I keep it all stored right up here. And that's what's wrong in my life. Uh, you get more rest than I do. Though, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your way of saying that I uh, am lazy and don't get up on time and we always <laughs> end up recording these late. I know what you meant. Uh, but so hopefully that helps you out. Uh, you know, again, if you're in Tarrant County specifically, that's where Chandler Crouch is located. He actually does this, you know, sort of automated setup here where he'll help you through the protest process. If you're in Tarrant County, uh, if you're in Dallas County, again, Ben Lauer is doing it there. It's just hard to come by this in in some counties, Jason. And in some cases, you do have to pay somebody or, you know, maybe uh, agree to give them a portion of what they save you. But sometimes, you know, that can be worthwhile, too. Yeah, you know, my, my my biggest takeaway from from Chandler this time was the same one last time, and that is, um, you can when you roll the sheet over on the back and you uh, you know file the uh, the uh, protest, you get to know what they are using against you to raise your the value of your house. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Ask them, hey, what are you going to use against me? Which house sales are you using against me? Right. And then I'm going to go find, you know, two or three other house sales that were uh, a hell of a lot cheaper than that. Right. Um, I, I took Chandler's advice last year and I my property taxes didn't go up. So hmm. I hope the Central Appraisal District isn't listening to this episode <laughs> of Yolitics. I know they probably tune in all the time, but 
Um, if they are, no, don't hold this against. If me. they are, I hope they remember in the, in the beginning how I explained that they're not the big bad guy here. Uh, you know, my name is Jason Wheatley. <laughs> so uh, if if you need to know more, uh, it's funny. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of even just proving to them that hey, uh, what you have represented to you on paper there, those are all of the knockdowns that happened in my neighborhood, and these beautiful you know little McMansions have been built up. Mine is not one of those. Let me show you the difference. Here's slide A and here's slide B. So, you know, well, well yours is, but mine well, is. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm speaking hypothetically, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think that Chandler's probably right. You know, these people, I mean, they deal with hundreds of thousands of protests, especially yeah. in the big counties. He's, I think he's probably right. They would love to get you out of their hair. So if you can give them, they're, they're, they're almost looking for a reason to go, yeah, you're right here. Now go on your way. Please leave us alone. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the, the other thing that I did that, that was super helpful, I, I don't. I think Chandler may have mentioned this to us last time, last year when we talked to him. Um, but regardless of if you bought your house in the last five years, go get your appraisal report that was done. Um, it's probably sitting in your email box. That's where mine was. You paid 300 bucks for it in closing. You may not realize that. But that, that uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's not the appraisal. It's the inspection report. Yeah. The inspection report. And the inspection report has all those little, you know, 40 things that, that's wrong with your house that you need to fix. Get that information and use that. And that was very helpful for me. Um, you know, my house is in a, kind of the, the lower area in the street. So, you know, more, a lot of the water comes to my house. I use that to knock some uh, some of the valuation off my house. So there, there are tools out there that you don't realize. Yeah. Um, unless your house was handed down to you like Wheeler's was, you know, through the generations. <laughs> um, you know, the estate well, like you know that. what? I don't you think you may not have it. Then, right, Jason? I don't think you're going to dodge the bullet again this year because I've heard Thanks, of many. Man. I've heard of many of our podcasts getting ruined by you know trucks, construction trucks that are backing up uh, behind you. There, I've heard nail guns going off constantly. <laughs> Obviously, you're in the hot zip code, so you know you're just going to deal Atlas with it. Doesn't use nail guns to replace the uh, <laughs> I hope not. to replace the pipes <laughs> in the street all right. So hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully it helps you out. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave a comment uh, for us and be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. By the way, down in the description, uh, we got a lot of extra uh, links and stuff for you uh, there, you know, especially to Chandler Crouch. It's got a lot of good stuff there that uh, can help to educate you even further if you're taking this on yourself. Yeah. And one other thing, too, if you've been successful in lowering the valuation of your home and essentially your property taxes, let us know how. Yeah. And uh, for the time being, you can, you know, do it on Twitter. You can find me at Jason Whiteley. Uh, Wheeler's is Jason at Jason Wheeler TV. Uh, we need to start a new one that's at Jason Wheatley. Yeah, just to combine us. We do need to start that. Yeah. Um, we should go ahead and grab that now before it gets, uh, you know, stolen. Kind from of us. a rogue account. That would be great. Uh, but yeah, let <laughs> us know. Let, let us know, especially if you've got some kind of hack uh, that has really worked for you that you haven't heard us say or or Chandler say. It'd be good to be able to pass this stuff around. Yeah. You know, it's just it's sort of democratizing the process of uh, of protesting this. No doubt. Hey, that does it for this episode. And we want to hear from you on this one, especially. Uh, so, so make sure you uh, keep us in mind if you don't, uh, if you don't mind as well, too. We'll see you again next week. Until then, cheers.